Hi, and welcome to Beyond Breakthroughs, where we discuss everything related to business growth, spirituality, manifestation, and all things universal laws. I'm your host, Adele Tevlin, founder and creator of the CEO Blueprint, helping women create massive abundance in their life and business on their terms, free from burnout with absolutely no grinding over here. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to today's podcast episode. So today's episode is something that has been a theme of the week, and it's something that, for me, made a really big difference in terms of priorities in my life. And I could kind of trace this back over the last decade, but it really came to me very clearly last weekend when I was just observing Um, how so many people, whether they're in my programs or just in life, they really struggle with this idea of just like getting out of bed every day and getting what they need to get done to move them towards their goal. You know, like whether the goal is losing weight or making more money in your business or finding your ideal soulmate, like no matter whatever the goal is or the the thing that you say that you want, think about even as I say that, how much resistance shows up in people's lives the minute they go for a goal. The minute you declare, I want this, right? Whatever the thing is, a better body, better health, a better relationship, more financial freedom, more clients, more purpose. The minute we declare it into the universe, it's like all the counter intentions show up, all the resistance, all the reasons why I can't like, and then all the excuses. Well, Adele, I was watching Netflix and then I didn't sleep well. And so I couldn't do this and that. It's like, the struggle is real for people. So it got me thinking over the weekend about like what that's about. I mean, it's pretty much what I teach in all my courses is what that's about. But I really wanted to kind of nail down the specific piece that I wanted to share with you guys today because it's been what I've been talking about a lot in my senior groups this week. And as always, I always want to give you tons of value here um, and really some things to kind of journal and workshop on to get more clear as to what stops you from living your purpose. So The title of today's podcast episode is, Who Am I and What Is My Life Going to Be About? Who am I and what's my life going to be about? So let's dive in, shall we? So where is this coming from? Let's kind of go back for a minute. When I look at one of the things I've been obsessed with over the last decade is, is you know, studying different universal truths and spirituality, science, how, the, how those two intersect, quantum physics, but also studying very successful people throughout history um, and looking at common denominators of success from both a mindset perspective and from, you know, a strategic perspective. But realistically, we know that, you know, 90% of success is mindset, 10% is strategy. You might want to write that down. And, you know, I've been really obsessed with looking at like what makes someone successful, like what made Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs, what makes Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins, what makes Oprah Winfrey, Oprah frickin Winfrey, you know, like what makes Joe Dispenza, Joe Dispenza, or even what makes me, me. And I look at myself as someone who's successful because not just because of the tangible results I've produced, but because I, can't, I wake up in the morning and I'm very clear and committed about what I'm doing and I do that, those things every day no matter what. I have integrity. I can count on myself. Others can count on me for showing up. Like I, I do things successfully because I've trained my mind and my body to, to do things in a successful way. Okay? 
And I reflected on what makes those people those people. You know, and if you actually go back and you look at the stories of some of those people, like Tony Robbins, I mean, he shares this in, in a lot of his books, but this beautiful story of how he grew up with nothing and they didn't even have enough food, you know, on Thanksgiving. And there was there were nice families that would come bring them food on Thanksgiving or Christmas. And then he started, he decided once he started to make a little bit of money early on in his career that he was going to go pass, you know, 10 meals to 10 people on Thanksgiving or Christmas. And then it turned into like his whole charity and foundation. You look at Oprah Winfrey, she came from also from nothing or from a very challenging beginning and look at what she's been able to do and then now how she gives back to other other girls in, in countries that don't have the right opportunities and options, okay? So you look at and you go, what is it about these people that make them successful? What is it about these people that make them successful? And let me tell you, one of the main things that determines success, and I talked about that in one of the other podcast episodes, but one of those things is that successful people take action, even if it's the wrong action, because action gives you feedback. Actions give you feedback. Most people that I see every day in my courses, they get, they sit in indecision. They sit in inaction because they're so afraid of making a mistake. They're so afraid of taking the wrong action that they get paralyzed by taking no action. And if this resonates for you, just know that you're not alone. This is the insidious nature of the subconscious mind, which we've talked about before, and we can talk more about it in another episode, but I don't want to spend too much time on this today. But the point I want to make is that successful people take action. Even if it's the quote-unquote wrong action, because I think that there's no universally wrong action, it's all guiding you to your highest and best good, but they take action consistently every day. Every day, every day they take action towards the thing they want because they're utilizing principles like momentum, they're utilizing principles like commitment and and integrity, and they're looking at the results as feedback unemotionally, like a scientist and going, okay, did that bring me closer or further from my goal? What do I need to do? What do I need to change? How do I pivot? And that is exactly what I do. It's very similar to what I do. So that was one thing I looked at. So they take action. But then I went deeper and I was, I was sitting in a meditation on the weekend. And as some of you already know this about me, and if you don't know this little secret about me, well, here we go. I can channel, you know, I sometimes when I'm in in class, I'll just kind of riff and I don't even know where it's coming from. Well, I do, it's coming from source, but I'll, I'm very much a clear channel, especially when I'm connected to my intuition about, uh, from, from source. So I'm, things are coming to and through me that I didn't script or plan to say. So I was sitting in a meditation and I was kind of, I asked that question, the inquiry of like, what is it that determines success? Like, what is it that, you know, makes Oprah, Oprah or Tony, Tony or any other, you know, um, thought leader that we have in the world? And one of the things that came through very powerfully for me was this, the following idea is that successful people know who they are, like at the core, the core essence of who they are, and they know what their life is going to be about. They know what their life's about. They know their purpose. They know their their spiritual what their spiritual DNA is about. They know their vision. They're clear on who they are, where they go, what they're where they're going, the greater, bigger picture of their life. They know what their life's gonna be about. You know, for most for most of those successful people, their life is about 
contribution. It's about giving back. It's about making a difference in other people's lives. It's about fulfilling on their deepest heart's desires. It's about sharing their their God-given talent with the world. They know what their life's about. And you know what's really cool when you figure out what your life's about? And that's kind of been my journey over the last 20 years. But more specifically, I would say really honing in on it in the last five years is when you get clear on what your life's about. And for me, it's about this work. I live it, breathe it, think it, sleep it, digest it, eat it again, like all day long, every day, all day, read. I, I mean, I'm like, a, like I read a book a week, like I'm constantly studying. I'm constantly working with the best mentors. I'm constantly getting another degree. You know, it's just, an, it's an obsession. Like Napoleon Hill says, a magnificent obsession. My life is about this work. My life is about learning this work, embodying this work, teaching this work, living this work, sharing this work, helping people see the truth of who they are, enrolling millions of people in my program to help them change their lives like I've already done with tens of thousands of people. That's what my life's about. And there's no ambiguity. There's no freaking ambiguity. There's no one day I wake up going, I don't know what my life's about. The next day it's like, maybe it's this, or maybe it's this, or maybe... No, not any of that. Because when you're still doing that, you actually haven't figured out what your life's going to be about. So I got clear years ago what my life was going to be about. And what happens when you get clear about what your life is going to be about? Every It's like you send a command to the universe, like my life is about this thing, whatever it is. Maybe it's helping children in Africa, or maybe it's like being the best parent I could be. My life's about giving back to this community. My life is about this, my soul's work. My, my life is about dance and teaching kids how to dance. Whatever your life's about, right? Your, your purpose. The minute you get clear and you make that declaration to the universe, it's like everything conspires in your favor. The universe, God, whatever you want to call that power that be is like, yes, you've claimed it. And then what happens is everything that's not that falls off or starts to fall off. And everything that is harmoniously connected to that vision starts to come into your awareness. I'm going to say that again because it's important. When you decide what your life's about and you're clear, you're like, this is who I am and this is what my life's about. Like, even as I say that, just feel that, feel that tingling sensation that you can feel in your body when you're clear, like just total alignment, right? When you make that kind of declaration, it's a, it's a different level of commitment. It's like a real fucking commitment. And God, source, universe, hears that commitment and is like, yeah, she's got it or he's got it. And what happens is you make that commitment. Like when I made the commitment that this is what my life is about, everything that wasn't in line with that, that includes people, places, and things, started to slowly fall out of my life organically. Like not because anything happened, just just disappeared. And then greater opportunities, possibilities, people, places, and things that were in harmony with the thing that I said I wanted started to, to appear. That is the power of getting super clear about what you want your life to be about. Because when you don't know what your life's about, that's when people get stuck in what? Gossip, drama, petty problems, small problems, insignificant shit. Who's married to who on you know television that week? Like what someone was wearing at whatever award. Like I'm not saying that's not fun, but who gives a shit, honestly? When you know what your life's about, all that other insignificant stuff... It can't hold on. It's like not a vibrational match anymore. So it stops being in your awareness. So think, what is my life about? What do I want my life to be about? Who am I really? Like what's my God-given gift? What's my God-given talent? Why am I here at this time? We all have a spiritual DNA. 
thought leaders, prophets have been talking about this, this for centuries. This is not new. But when you can hone in with clarity about who you are and what your life's about, everything changes. It's like opportunities show up. People look at you like a leader and an authority, a thought leader. You become like an Oprah Winfrey, a Tony Robbins. I mean, are you fucking not like, are you not clear as day as to what Tony's life is about or, or Oprah Winfrey? I know I keep talking about those two because I just love them so damn much, but you know, you're clear what their life's about. There's no ambiguity. And that might even be how you feel about me. Like you're clear about what I'm about. And that's great because I, I am clear and, and I want to show you that if I can get clear, you can get clear too. Cause I wasn't always clear. Trust me. I've shared that many times before. So I want to give you some, some questions and some journal prompts that I gave a group of my participants this week that I worked through over the weekend that I, I thought made a really profound difference for myself and other people. So if you've got a pen, pen handy and if you're driving, then, then you know, go back to this episode and re-listen and make those notes, okay? So here's the first question I want you to think about that'll help you get clear about what your life's going to be about and what's really meaningful to you and who you really are at the core, you know, the real core essence of who you are, not your identity like I'm a mom, I'm a brother, I'm a sister, I'm a chef, I'm a doctor. No, that's just what you do. That's part of your identity. It's not necessarily who you are at the core of your being. There's a big distinction. What you are, what you do for a living and who you are don't necessarily mean the same thing. For some people it is, but for most, not really. So the first question is this, who am I out in the world? Like, so who am I out in the world? And just write down the first thing that comes up. Like, you can't get this wrong. You really can't. Everyone's answers are going to be different. Who am I out in the world? Like, am I funny and extroverted and social butterfly? Or am I, you know, pensive and introspective or whatever? Like, who are you out in the world? Are you a people pleaser out in the world? Do you lack boundaries out in the world? Or maybe you have a lot of very clear boundaries and you're super clear about who you are. No wrong answer. Question two, who am I when no one is watching? This is a big one. So again, these questions kind of got, some of them got downloaded on me uh, over the weekend. And then there are a mix of some things I was studying and reading. Um, so when I thought about who am I who, when no one's watching, so when I think about how I was in my earlier years, pre this work, even five years ago, the vast difference between me, me now and me five years ago, like just honestly, not even the same person. So much can change in such a short time, even a year ago. When I, I would think to myself like this, like people would always have it that I was very outgoing and very extroverted and super social butterfly. And that's not necessarily untrue. Like I love people. I love to be around people. I am social. But what was funny is when no one was watching, AKA when I would be home by myself, I was like curled up on the couch with an amazing book and some tea or a glass of wine or both and reading or journaling or or listening to a podcast or going for beautiful walks. I like alone time. I'm actually an introverted extrovert. But when but I felt like I couldn't really be myself. Like I had to fit into this identity of like being super social or being everywhere for everyone and saying yes to everything for everyone. But at the end of the day, when I actually got quiet and started to realize when no one was watching was, was when I was in my happiest, most peak states is when I got to be by myself or with my family or with my son or out in nature or with a small group of people having intimate conversations, deep conversations. Like I'm sure you can probably figure this out about me. I'm not a fluffy conversation kind of gal. 
not going to talk to you about the weather. We're going to go deep, right? We're going to talk right about your trauma. Just kidding. So not really, but anyway, I, that was the truth about me when no one was watching was actually who I really was. I, I like quiet time. So who are you when no one's watching? That's a clue to some of your core essence. Question three, what does my unguarded heart yearn for? What does my heart yearn for? Meaning when my heart is not guarded, when I don't have layers of shells and protection because my heart's been broken, when I'm just heart open, in love, feeling joy, feeling bliss, feeling gratitude, what do I yearn for? Maybe I yearn to, to feel more pleasure. Maybe I yearn to feel more connected. Maybe I yearn to feel more independence. Maybe I yearn to feel more, pur more purpose and passion in my life. Maybe I yearn for children and a family. Maybe I yearn to travel the world. Like, what do you yearn for? We all have a yearning in, the heart, in our heart. I mean, our heart is, is the seat of our truest desires. And the Greeks called the subconscious mind the heart of the mind because it's linked to your actual heart. Question four, who am I when everything is stripped away? When all the bells and whistles are gone, when you don't have the fancy car, when you don't have this, when you don't have the, the layer of exterior, when you don't have your shells of protection, who are you when everything is stripped away? You know, when everything is stripped away, when I think about that for myself, like I am a really a spiritual person really deeply connected to nature with a big wide open heart. I've always been that way. And when everything is stripped away, that's, that's who I am at my essence. Like I very deeply love and care for people, but I also am very boundaried. Like I know, I know who I am and what I want and I guard and protect my time and my space very much because I need that downtime to recalibrate, to reconnect with myself, to regain and refuel my energy. And when I don't prioritize that, I'm not as good of a person to other people, you know? And then question five, what would I do if nothing was required of me? What would I do if I didn't have to do anything, if there was no obligation? I mean, I think we live in a world, especially as women, where there's always something that there's an obligation, having to go there, or having to do this, or sit on that committee, or this board, or take your kids here, or feed your husband this, or, you know, you're kind of like, I mean, we're like super women these days. But what would you do if none of that was required of you in this moment? Like, what would you really want? Is the, that's what it's asking you. What would you really want? What would you do if nothing was required of you? If you didn't, if you didn't live in the should, could, have to, like how many times do you have to should yourself into doing something? I mean, ugh. I just think about that feeling and it's like, ugh. It's not a nice feeling to feel like you have to go to the party or you should show up to that thing. I mean, that is how 99% of people live their life. But what if you didn't have to do anything and you didn't have to should yourself to do the things that you really loved? Because when you're in, in love with the things that you're doing, you're in resonance with the thing that you're doing, you just want to do it because it's, it's like part of who you are. So work through those questions. They are, I mean, for me, this is, this is the stuff that I do every day for myself. So if some of you, you know, are always asking like, what do you do in your daily practice? Like, I love to journal. I love to think very deeply about these, these ideas because the more I journal, the more, think, the more I think about these deep ideas, the more I tune into an even deeper aspect of my core essence and the more I become authentically myself and sort of I think our whole purpose of, of being here on this planet is to become more aware of our oneness with God and our, our, this creative power and who we really are and our connection to source and the divine. 
That's what we're here to experience. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience, not the other way around. So take time and work through these things. And if, as always, this episode resonated with you and you found it to be helpful, inspiring, powerful, go share it with someone right now. People need inspiration now more than ever, but people also need practical tools. And and I like to provide a dose of both inspiration and practicality as always. So I love you guys as always. Share, subscribe, and I cannot wait to see you in the next episode. Bye. So listen, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And more than anything, what I really want you to know is that you can have whatever your heart desires simply because you exist. You're worthy of having it all. If you thought that today's episode was amazing, I would love for you to share and spread the love by tagging me on Instagram, sharing this episode, and making sure that you leave a five-star review. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes going forward. Have an amazing day.